Hello and welcome to another episode of the Renee Report. On today's episode, we have an emergency podcast on the Tyreek Hill decision. Those of you who do not know Tyreek Hill or are not as well versed in the NFL, Tyreek Hill has been facing for the past few months a possible suspension for domestic abuse of his son who broke his arm. For that, he was an electrifying wide receiver and one of my all-time favorite players I've ever watched bless the NFL field. Electrifying speed, undeniable talent. One of the best wide receivers over the past two seasons, undoubtedly. Before we go into exactly why the NFL made their decision and what I think about that decision, let's go over the timeline that set up him being reviewed by the NFL. First and foremost, back all the way to the 2014, wow, all the way to 2014, December 11th, he was arrested for domestic assault and battery. Hill was arrested for domestic assault and battery, a felony charge in December of 2014, while at Oklahoma State after punching and choking Espinal, who was then eight weeks pregnant with their son. Hill was dismissed from Oklahoma State football, track, and field teams the following day. Then you go to 2015, August 21st, where Hill actually pleads guilty to domestic abuse. Hill received three years of probation after he pleaded guilty on charges of domestic abuse. As a part of the agreement, he also had to attend a 52-week battery intervention course and was supervised for two following seasons not invited to the combine due to his domestic abuse issues and just overall behavior issues and was still selected by the Kansas City Chiefs in the fifth round due to his talent and unbelievable speed. We jump all the way from the 2015 season to 2019. Kind of funny that there's a four-year gap in there and nothing happened from 2015 to 2017 where he was being monitored and on probation for those two years and then we see it pop up again now March 5th of 2019, where the police were called to Tyreek Hill's home to investigate a report of child abuse involving his three-year-old son with Espinal. Hill's name was directly listed on the report, but the case was closed three days later when the prosecution, for some reason, declined the case. And just 10 days later, the Overland Park police returned to the Hill residence because a second incident of suspected child abuse occurred. Again, this is in 2019, March 15th. Hill was not listed on the report, but it did happen on his listed address. This is where, uh, reportedly, his son had a broken arm, only at three years old. And his wife, or his uh, girlfriend, Espino, was listed under others involved. This is four separate cases of Tyreek Hill being directly involved with domestic abuse cases and one of them where he pleads guilty to it. The NFL finally steps in while it happens in 2019 while he's a part of the organization, decides to review it. Before that happens, him and his wife lose custody or him and his girlfriend, whatever, lose custody for a little bit on his son due to the fact that they had to have an emergency meeting with the Kansas City Department of Health and Safety over the safety of their three-year-old son and whether or not he would be able to continue living in this household, which is obviously already concerning. To add all on top of that, just a month later, April 25th, there was a disturbing audio of Tyreek Hill 
where he appears to threaten Espina. Espina says their son is terrified of Tyreek Hill, and instead of responding by saying he's not terrified or he shouldn't be terrified, Hill responds by saying, you need to be terrified of me too, you dumb bit. You can finish that sentence. Uh, yet again, we see the case get closed on Tyreek Hill because they could not prove who exactly injured the child. So that's interesting. Happens on June 7th, and that leads us up to today, which is July 19th of the Emergency Podcast, where the NFL decides not to suspend Tyreek Hill any games. Due to Espina not talking to the NFL or the U.S. courts, as well as just not having evidence from the courts as they're not able to give them evidence when a case is closed. That has us pretty much caught up, so let's go over it and why exactly this is absolute bullshit and completely disgusting. So the NFL has done it yet again. From the time where we saw Ray Rice only get suspended two games and then a video come out where he was never even allowed to play football ever again, to Tyreek Hill being involved in four separate altercations of domestic abuse over the past five years and getting basically no repercussions for it other than probation. Whether or not you believe Tyreek Hill or Espina, he literally pleaded guilty to domestic assault, had to go to 52 months of therapy for that exact cause and effect. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable that they couldn't figure out who broke the kid's arm the, the, the girlfriend that's terrified of the dude or the dude who is constantly in the news for this exact issue and has pled guilty to it before. i sure I can take a confident guess on who did it. This makes me guess, disgusted just because Espina won't talk that he won't face any suspensions or repercussions for what he keeps on doing. And it just makes me think that he's just going to keep on doing it and showing guys that do do it that it's, you know, it's feasible to get away with it. You understand that, you know, you're, I'm sure many people and specifically Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to say, hey, it happened back in 2015, 2014, where he pled guilty. He's a changed man. But you have to remember, there was a two-year period where the fucking guy was on probation and being watched like a hawk. So, of course, there was nothing that went on from the 2015 to 2017 season. Because, I mean, he, first of all, he was barely in the league. Second of all, he was getting watched like a hawk. So it's just kind of funny that, you know, it, nothing happens in that period. And then all of a sudden he gets off it for a few years and it pops back up in 2019. And again, it's with his three-year-old son. I mean, can three-year-olds even really talk? Like, they can, they can barely walk. It's just ridiculous. I just think whether or not you want to believe him or the girlfriend, I mean, it's just not very common to plead guilty to hitting your to hitting your girlfriend who happens to be at the time pregnant with your own child like that just shows you don't have great character or great decision making to begin with again of course Espina is not going to talk because she's the one who has to live with the guy and deal with him her entire life she has a kid with the guy so it's like oh she, why doesn't she just leave why doesn't she do something about it yeah, it's pretty easy to say. It's a whole other thing when you know you have a kid with the person and whether or not you leave, you still have to deal with the repercussions of seeing them and the fact that he has so much money and power that it would be very hard to avoid or get people to believe you. The NFL acts like they're like the U.S. justice system, like they need some preponderance of evidence or that you know people are proven innocent until guilty, and that's just not the case. The NFL is a private 
proprietor or organization that can make decisions without a ton of evidence and just realizing that by a history of you doing it, that they need to show that this is not okay and something that's acceptable. And just at the end of the day, you know, why do you need a video like Ray Rice? Why do you have to wait for a video or for someone to get seriously injured on tape for you to like commit to like giving the guy punishment? Like, really, the three-year-old didn't just break his arm. It didn't just like randomly happen. Like there's a cause and effect look at a player's history his actions and suspend him to prove a point not just because oh there's a bunch of evidence and he brings a, a bunch of people into the stands and a bunch of revenue who cares million guys who can bring in revenue who can do you know can play wide receiver like he you know he's an asshole from the very beginning like it's nothing it's not like anything's changed i kicked out of three separate teams in a year i mean that doesn't really he wasn't even invited to the combine i mean that's that's pretty odd to me. I mean, that doesn't scream great guy. Sad to see after all the things like Ray Rice and all these domestic issues like Greg Hardy on the phone call that they're still soft and waiting for this abundance of evidence that they're never going to receive because an NFL player has so much clout and so much pull that of course all of the cases are going to be closed. Of course all of the, all of the wives and the girlfriends are going to be quiet because they're getting millions from doing so and they also have to worry about the safety of their child who's already been injured and themselves who has already been injured multiple times me sticks sick to my stomach and hill was one of my favorite players entering the nfl and one of the most explosive players i've ever watched in my life and now i don't even think he's in my top 100 of player 100 players in the league and i pray that he does something else and that someone catches him in the act and finally gets it on video and the NFL can go, holy crap, why do we keep waiting for these Greg Hardy calls where these women and these, you know, these children are we're putting them in danger and harm just because someone's an, an effective NFL player? Like, there's a million effective NFL players. Who cares? Like, you just gotta fucking worry about the safety of other people. I think anyone that goes to has to go to 52 weeks of therapy for something obviously has a really big issue in that department. And when it pops up again years later, I think you can safely assume it's not the girlfriend who was birthing the child. Like, I don't know many girlfriends or many wives that would break their child's arm. I'm not even sure if they're strong enough to break their child's arm. Like, that's just a ludicrous thing to say. So again, I just hope that Tyreek Hill doesn't learn from this. I hope he does it again. And I hope it proves a really big point to everyone who's doubting the, the girlfriend and the reports. And everyone that thinks, oh, he's a great guy and he's a changed man. I just hope that he does it again, no matter how bad that sounds. And someone gets it on video and proves this scumbag should have never made it to the league. Should have never been able to be successful in the league. And should never have put himself in a position where he's so powerful that he doesn't have to pay for his actions. And what for a normal human being has to do, which is just be a decent husband, be a decent person, and especially be a decent father. I mean, just think about it from the perspective of what if that was your kid? What if what if your daughter was the girlfriend of Tyreek Hill? Would you be saying, oh, no, he's a good guy. He's OK. He's learned from his mistakes. Of course not. You'd be worried about your daughter's safety and your and her son. I mean, that's what the first and foremost should be the issue. Those of you who say, oh, she should just leave or she should talk. You have to realize she's just not in a position where she can talk. And one, people are going to believe her. Two, she doesn't have really any evidence other than what she's already given, which was a 
fucking video, which was a voice recording of him threatening him and the fucking son. This shouldn't need this preponderance of evidence to get guys like this out of the league and to never allow them to be in the league. Plain and simple. Shows that the NFL has not learned from their mistakes and that this is still a really big issue in the league and it's just sad to see. People learn from the mistake that the NFL just made and realize what just happened and don't just breeze over it and, you know, fall in love with the player and what he does on the field. Look past all that and realize that there's a lot deeper issues and there's things that we need to deal with right now for his family's safety, the people around him, and even him. I mean, I don't want to see him ending up in jail or out of the league in two years in a horrible story. I mean, that's not what I want to see, but... At the end of the day, if that's what it takes for people to realize that guys like this are repeat offenders and have done it multiple times, aren't going to change and just randomly be a fucking cupcake, then so be it. Because people obviously haven't learned from the incidents of the past few years, and it's just ridiculous. And it gets me so upset and so bothered. As I said, Tyree Kill a year ago was like my favorite player in the league, if not favorite, top three. He's not even in my top 100 now. I barely even want to think about him without just throwing up. And this has been another podcast of the Renee Report. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day. I'm out. Peace.